Welcome to a video game odyssey, I'm your host Fergus Pearson and today's episode is a coherent rant. This episode asks, what is the video game answer to Citizen Kane? The video game industry, as a burgeoning artistic and technologically pioneering medium, has modelled itself closely on cinema. Despite being an active, interactive medium that sees the audience have their own agency, many of the highest grossing video games have pursued what journalists like to call cinematic storytelling, wherein acting, lighting, scenery, framing, dialogue and action lend themselves a level of immersion and realism seen in mainstream narrative cinema. With its desire to be adopted into popular culture and compared to cinema, a common question has naturally occurred, asking what is the video game answer to Citizen Kane? Well, before we delve into such a matter, we must first ask what importance does Citizen Kane hold for cinema? How and why did Citizen Kane get put on a pedestal? And most importantly, discuss whether the video game industry even needs its own Citizen Kane. For those wanting a refresher, Citizen Kane is a black and white narrative centric film released in 1941 by RKO Studio. Upon its initial release, Citizen Kane received favourable but somewhat unremarkable critical and commercial praise. However, as the first people who loved cinema became academics and filmmakers themselves, pictures like Citizen Kane garnered a new lease of life. Citizen Kane specifically takes centre stage in this discussion due to its frequent appearance atop many critic, academic, industry and audience-based lists of greatest movies ever made. During the 50s and 60s, films like Citizen Kane were used to demonstrate the historical and social importance of cinema and give example of how a formalised set of storytelling devices could be used to create a unique visual language. Part of why Citizen Kane was used as confirmation of such things was that the film was considered to be an artistic work of a single man's vision. Orson Welles not only directed Citizen Kane, but also co-wrote the film, starring as the lead and also worked as the film's producer. Despite being a collaborative medium, Orson Welles demonstrated that cinema, which itself was attempting to be comparable with the novel, had its own author. This desire for an author is itself a desire for authenticity. Due to the ensemble nature of filmmaking, no one person has entire creative control. Though, by introducing the idea of the film offer, in which one person's vision can be identified in all aspects of a movie, films can then be discussed as a personal and purposeful medium. This too also helps the audience decide what they want to spend their time and money on, with audiences having an understanding of what to expect from a certain director's next film. In this sense then, video games are succeeding at emulating a model set out by cinema and novels. Game designers such as Hideo Kojima, Tim Schafer and Sid Meier have fought hard to get their names put on the front of video game box art. Video game news outlets track the work of Ken Levine, Peter Molyneux and Jonathan Blow. While these outlets, mixed with the heavy influence of social media, made headlines out of Phil Fisher's every tweet. Though some of this may be pawned off as mere fanfare and hysteria, this recognition is ultimately a sign of progress. Designers are being recognised for their work, 
affording them the opportunity to step out of the shadows of their publishers, creating experiences that match their own artistic vision. In fact, unlike Citizen Kane, which was partly funded by Orson Welles, whose family had long since been a part of the American elite, Video Games' answer to Citizen Kane is more likely to be funded by its audience in the form of crowdfunding. Yet, if video games have already achieved so much, do they need a Citizen Kane? Do we need a commonly agreed upon placeholder to top a best video games list? Citizen Kane's importance was circulated through years of slow-moving print media. It represents more than a film, but instead an attempt to legitimise the medium in which it was created in. It communicates the love filmmakers and filmgoers alike have for their medium. It helped cultivate dialogue giving excuse for audiences who previously stared at a cinema screen to turn to each other and critically discuss cinema. But we already have that. Look no further than YouTube, podcasts, blogs and social networks for examples of rich and diverse dialogue between user to user and user to author. In fact, it could be argued that due to the specialisation that user-generated media allows, the video game community does not want a Citizen Kane. The age of the internet and the age of Kickstarter have showcased the influences niches and subcultures have upon the mass market. Due to the diverse avenues of funding, distribution and exhibition now afforded to video games media, it has become clearer that the video game industry operates very differently to cinema. Maybe we, as video game users, should not be asking where our Citizen Kane is, but instead feel proud that we are part of a diverging multifaceted medium that could never birth a Citizen Kane. We are moving and expanding at such an unprecedented rate that no one game could ever typify what makes our medium so special. We have our answer to Orson Welles, and we have the community cinephiles and film academics were striving for in the 50s and 60s. We have legitimised our medium ourselves without the need for a Citizen Kane. Maybe then, it is about time we stopped comparing video games to cinema and instead time we start embracing what makes video games special.